I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to part two of this week's Clash of the Titles, the podcast that for the month of October pits two horror movies with loads in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. That's right, it's our final Shocktober of the year because it's now definitely November. We spent Monday's episode trying to avoid the inevitable curse of death as the Grim Reaper got busy mopping up some leftovers, which means today... Another curse, this time courtesy of an old woman who just wanted a little extension on her bank loan when she's denied. Well, some could argue her response is a slight overreaction. From 2009, we're talking drag me to hell. Mr. Jax, I was wondering if you'd made any decision regarding the assistant manager's position. It's between Stu and yourself. Stu Rubin, the new guy? Stu's someone who's not afraid to make the tough decisions. I'm perfectly capable of making the tough decisions. I'll let you know. As soon as I decide, okay? Will you help me? Please. Okay. We have an elderly woman asking for an extension on her mortgage payment. We would have to throw her out of her house. We've already granted her two extensions. It's a tough decision. So which film in this week's Cursed Conflict will be victorious? We'll have a winner at the end of this very show. So let's get it on. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. The Kraken. Hello, Clash Potters. You shamed me. You shamed me. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crompton. I'm Dirty Pork Queen Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, not sure about that. I don't know. Well, get your filthy pig knuckle off my desk then. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, it is part two of Final Destination versus Drag Me to Hell. As I said at the end of this episode, we will have the verdict and we will declare which is definitively the better film on Monday. Then it was a case of Grim Reaper and Barrett. Wow, that was a slow day. Uh, which means today, V is dragging <laughs> us to hell. V, take us on a journey. Nice girls finish last, unless you're Christine Brown and you tell scrounging old ladies with bad habits and poor hygiene to get lost. 
No, you'll still finish last, Christine, because the vindictive pensioner you tussled with has a spooky hanky and she's going to chin-suck you to death. <laughs> Luckily for Christine, she's got fortune teller Ram Jazz on her side. Unfortunately, his help is consistently wrong and very poorly timed. What do you mean I can make a gift of the accursed object and I won't get dragged to hell? Why have I gone through everything I've gone through? You know Sean Sandina is dead now, right? You know I killed a kitten and I've spent ten grand and you didn't tell me because what then i might condemn someone else to hell okay fine but that's my choice to make though isn't it rom oh and oh look now you've told me everything and we've put our heads together it also turns out that i can give the object to a dead person that's perfect why didn't you know this because you've never read your mystical reference book all the way to the end before you are ridiculous i will deal with you later because i'm off to meet my brilliant boyfriend and everything is great because his mum likes me because there's alcoholism in my family and she really vibed with that and i got stew fired and i got a new job and i finally ditched my nasty brown coat but whoopsie clay's only gone and retrieved the stupid button so god knows what i stuffed in that dead lady's mouth honestly you think i'd have checked before desecrating a grave and wrestling with a corpse but i didn't so it's off to hell for me thanks for nothing all the men in this film (laughs) 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 Stu, stu got himself fired yeah. Yes. Yeah, she got himself fired. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's and true. also, I mean, it's, it's on her. Open the fucking envelope. It is <laughs> literally, it's an eternity in hell. Yeah. Just double check. It's, check. it's a big deal. It's not like, I'm sure it's I'm the sure button. It's, it's probably the button and not the coin that we all watched your boyfriend put in an envelope <laughs> at the start. It's a good payoff, I suppose. Uh, right, so I've seen this once before. I liked it. I was looking forward to seeing it again. That's it. <laughs> Uh, I've seen it once before. Uh, I feel like the ending is just such an integral part of this film. I wasn't too jazzed about watching it again because you're not going to be blindsided by that incredible ending. Um, But I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And you? Uh, I've seen this once as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was at an early preview screening of it, the first public screening of it uh, in Texas, uh, in Austin, and it was unfinished print. Sam Raimi was there. And I think I said it on your po- other podcast, Trip to the Movies. This is my most enjoyable experience ever in a cinema, was watching this movie with a vocal crowd, seeing the first Sam Raimi horror film in like 15 years, mm. and him delivering, and just having that experience. The reason I didn't want to watch it again, partly because of what you said, Alex, but partly because I thought, well, it's never going to be the same as that. And you know what, watching it in my telly at home, it wasn't the same as that. <laughs> but this is the ultimate audience movie yes. in terms of being surrounded by people laughing, screaming, making sick noises, just people going through every emotion as they're watching it, including sort of being punched in the face at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I shall tell you a bit about it. There isn't too much. So it was written by Sam and Ivan Raimi. It was a short story. I read some stuff. It was the 90s. It was after Army of Darkness. Anyway, Sam Raimi says it was 1989 as a short story. Excuse me. And then it was a screenplay later. He was going to produce it. He wanted another director to direct it. And it was offered to Edgar Wright at some point. It was known as The Curse for a while. Uh, some people consider it a remake of Night of the Demon, which I have not seen. Ooh, I've seen that. Is it a remake of Night of the Demon? Uh, there are similarities in the idea that de- the demon will hunt whoever mm. has, is, the thing. Has, the, has the thing. And, and it's I about- think it's three days in Night of the Demon as well. Mm. Yeah, And that, apparently that's based on an M.R. James short story I itself. Would, I would thoroughly recommend people. It was... I just did this A to Z of horror, like, for the whole month of October, and I watched uh, Night of the Demon on the letter N, obviously. Sure. Um, and I, it's the first black and white film I saw 
that told me that black and white films were not just old movies and could genuinely be absolutely petrifying. Well, that's good to hear. Mm. That's interesting. There's, there's loads. I know there's loads, but I didn't know when I first no, saw I it and I, I was like know. a little kid. Oh, I thought you meant two weeks ago. Oh, no, sorry, no, this was a rewatch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, can you imagine at 44 years old? Yeah, I can, around, with, be, I can with you, actually. Being yeah. in the movie industry going... Duh. With you, yes. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, so eventually, oh yeah, like I said, Edgar Wright's turned it down. So, you know, after Spider-Man calms down a bit, Sam Raimi thinks, guess what, I'll just do it myself. <laughs> That's it, really. So uh, casting, Christine was offered to Elliot Page before Alison Lohman. Bruce Campbell was going to be in it, sort of, maybe as the bank manager, but he couldn't. Well, that would have been good. Yeah, it would have been really good. Oh, David Payman's great, yeah, but yeah, it, it would have been fun. Yeah. So the thing I wanted to talk about is, have you heard of this theory that is abound on the internet? Mm. Uh, it's a very interesting read How of this film. How have you film. heard about it? Because you don't really use the internet I that much. You use it a bit. Right. Are you She's always on fucking Reddit. Looking yeah. <laughs> for a little theories, <laughs> having a little look around, going, oh, that's horrible, but <laughs> looking at something else. So I found this, I can't remember how I found it, but I did like, did go into a bit of a uh, rabbit hole with it. So there's more than one person has said this, mm. but it's just a read of a film. It's not right or wrong, it's just other some people's reads. I don't think it was intentional. I don't know, maybe. Anyway. Well, so, like the relationship between the two sisters in Ginger Snaps. <laughs> it might not be intentional, but it's there. Yes. Are you being sarcastic? No. <laughs> we talked like about the, it in the pub afterwards, yeah, if you remember. I do remember. We talked about authorial intent maybe yes. being different to what you're seeing. He's, yes. Um, he's like uh, the old Mary Wyatt experience sketch. Ray, the man afflicted with a sarcastic tone of voice. <laughs> yes, uh, I really, really did like your theory. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, once you've made a piece of art, does it belong to you? No, it belongs to the audience and they can read it the way they're going to read it and you might vibe with that or not. This one. But I think the best way to deal with people misreading your piece of art is to get on Twitter <laughs> and start letting them know how wrong they are. So, this one is that the whole film is not about a curse, it's about disordered eating. And Christine is starving herself. And so, all everything that happens to her is because she's hungry and she's seeing things. Hmm. So, you're like, okay, this is interesting. What, what, what makes you think that? So, there's the, a lot there. Yeah, there is. Because a lot of her, she has this fixation, you know, the first time she tries to eat something in the film, it's a piece of the cake that she's made mm. and it looks at her like are you serious are you going to eat me and then she I think she throws it up but lots of her hallucinations or visions or whatever they are are about things being stuffed down her throat things being thrown up onto her and like vomit basically. yeah I, I wrote down how many things are going in and coming out of mouths in this film yeah and then the, the, once you get into it it's so interesting so the fly that she swallows isn't a fly it's her stomach growling in the night because she's hungry and she won't give in and she won't eat and she's got this fear of being found out so the nosebleed at the bank she has a nosebleed, but it's a normal nosebleed because other people aren't like, oh my God, like you're going to die. Mm. So it's this manifestation of her shame that she knows that her eating habits are going to be found out. And she I mean, buys a lot of that and... sounds like reaching, mm. but I'm with some of it. Like also yeah. her, her issue with herself is that she was overweight when yep. she was younger. Yep. Mm. And that's what Mrs. Ganesh's daughter says to her, yeah. says to her that you used to be... When she goes to the overweight. diner at the end, she binges. She's mm. like, I'll have another one of well, those. I, are you serious? I, I, like, I thought that was fascinating because normally that scene would be someone going to a bar and having a stiff drink. Yeah. She's going to a diner and having 
going to stick because tape. she's in, giving in to the thing yeah. that she's tried to control. So it feels like it's all there, yeah. even though it doesn't feel like the kind of filmmaking that Sam Raimi does. No, I know. It's uh, interesting, though. Question: yeah. What does the drag me to hell bit mean? Like she's <laughs> literally dragged to hell no, by. No, but this is the. We, we should get more into this. Like when you have a read on a film, it's not always going to be hermetically sealed. Right. Well, films can be like, more than one thing. It can be more than one. Don't thing. I know it? Yeah, you yeah, do I now. Do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, of course. Um, and also, um. The the Lamia 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 I can't remember now Lamia I think so yes the Lamia in real mythology there are various interpretations of what it is and it's been different over many years but in one of the uh, originations of the myth it eats babies it's an eating thing it, so the Lamia it will eat your children oh cool isn't that interesting mm, yeah. and lastly on this one Mrs Ganush has uh, hair loss. Bad nails, bad teeth, which mm. are all things associated with prolonged bulimia. So you lose your teeth because it... And also, it, 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 her name sounds a lot like ganache. Or garnish. or garnish. Or garnish. Or goulash. Like, oh my God. Wow. Take Do you know pick. what I mean? So it's all there's some. It's a smorgasbord of food Schmorgas- references. There you go, perfect. Mm. So this, I just found that really interesting. Yes. I love the internet for stuff like that. I think it is like, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that really is all I have. Uh, I didn't know this. Uh, I knew. I thought he kind of did all right, and he did kind of do all right. It made ninety million from a budget of thirty. It is funny to hear people going, "Sam Raimi's making a low budget film." It's like it's thirty million dollars, <laughs> but fine. Yeah, I mean cheaper than Spider Man, but yeah, that's what they mean. Yeah. It's, yeah, I know you don't like the term cult classic, and I don't think this is old enough to consider it a cult classic. But it seems to have grown in reputation over the years. It's got a cool title. I, I so gave you can't it five stars. Did, did you? you? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. 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 I agree with you though. Once you know what's going to happen, like what else right. is there? I wasn't. I wasn't reviewing it for the second watch. No, exactly. And nor, and nor should you. Uh, but this time, I, I that's w- an interesting thing. You should do rewatchability reviews. The podcast. Revi- uh, actually, yes. Yeah, that's we'll a massive about. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but you should go on that if they'll have you, because that would be an amazing booking for you. Yeah, I think two interesting things about it: uh, how timely it was about the recession, the subprime loans, the foreclosures, to make a really fun horror film about the dry subject on Earth (laughs) is really interesting. And also, to just watch this time, I thought, he's purposely gone after the taboos here. He's killed a kid in the first scene, he's killed a cat in the middle, Mm. and he kills our hero at the end. Mm. That is great yeah. filmmaking. And, I, I, and yet I come out fucking electrified. I'd yeah. forgotten that start. I was like, fuck Yeah, it. me too. Did you, did you just kill a kid in the first five minutes? Yeah, I forgot she killed the cat. I was yeah. sitting there thinking, all smuggling again. Well, she ain't going to... I know now. I've studied this shit. She ain't going to kill the cat. Oh, <laughs> she's done it that quickly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, yeah, unless there's anything else, I think we'll talk about this film. Great. So we're going to do this very quickly. Ready? Old logo. That's only there for you. Did you notice? Thanks, I appreciate it. You're welcome. It. Yep, That's good. all I have to say on that. Mm. So we'll move on very quickly. <laughs> great. great. I, I, I feel like I've been appeased. You've I had been, no, You have I been mean, seen. I, I, I now want to talk about it. So is that... I hadn't even noticed. So is that because we opened in 69? Would that have been the 69 logo? Yes. I think so. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Well that, done, Sam. The internet confirms that that is the reason. Great. There great. you go. Excellent. Uh, it's right. a great place. The 60s. The internet. The internet. <laughs> Pasadena. <laughs> Right, so it's 1969. A young boy is selling a necklace. That is a bad move. There is a curse on him. So we meet Sean Sandina. She'll come back later. So, yeah, despite her help, it's no good. If we're very quickly flinging him over the balcony, which doesn't even kill him, and then he's dragged to hell. So it's all excellent because you know the effects are good, but you also know 
what your heroine will be up against, which I think is quite important. Mm, absolutely. Her, her ultimate demise will be that unless she can yeah. find a solution. And we know that this film ain't sticking around for long. There's yeah. no subplots. There's no unnecessary characters. There's no fat. We're in and out of this opening scene in two minutes. Yeah. And we've, we've got a kill and we know everything we need to know, really. So we meet lovely Christine, just lovely, lovely Christine. Mm, she's trying to change her voice because she's, uh, she doesn't want to be associated with her roots as strongly as her voice would align her to. Mm. And she walks past the cake shop. So she's not eating cake, is she? She wants one, but she's not going to have one because yep. she's got disordered eating. Or she's just being a good girl, isn't she? Like She's just trying to be good. Do you like her then? Do you like? Uh, it's a huge art, uh, not art, huge journey for me. No, of course I don't. I think okay. she's sickly sweet. I think she's annoying. I think oh, you she's... like her because she's too sweet. No, I don't like her at the start. Oh, sorry, yeah, 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 but by the end, yes. So yeah. I go on that journey with her. I, but I, think... I think she's a fascinating character because you do flip flop through the film. Mm. No one deserves this. Does this girl deserve this? Is she a nice person? Does she is she pretending to be a nice person? Does she think she's a nice person? And as the film goes on, realizes she's not a nice person. I think there's another read which says the institution within which she is part. So she, the moral of this, Sam Raimi has said, is. Part of it is that she blames the bank when she gets questioned. Why did you do that? The bank, my manager said I had to. She doesn't take ownership for her mistake and she does at the end. But equally, she's part of a system which rewards making tough decisions. She could be part of a system that rewards kindness, but she's not. That's not her fault. She wants to get ahead at the bank and it's been made really clear to her that mm. the only way to do it is to make the tough decision. So if she worked somewhere else or we all operated in a different system, she'd be rewarded for her natural instinct, which is compassion, but she isn't. Mm. That's not her fault. doesn't make her a bad person. That's, that's what I took from this film. I was watching it going, it's, it's about staying true to your moral compass as opposed to acting for self-benefit. Yeah. If... You get the choice. If you get the choice, you should always... Always trust your judgment, not what someone's telling you to do. Yeah. Yeah, I never think she deserves anything that's happening to her, mm. really. But yeah, because otherwise it's always just following orders mm. is the excuse, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Right, so anyway, her boyfriend's mum thinks she's basic, so she's going to have to toughen up. So here comes Mrs Ganush. She wants an extension on her mortgage. Christine says no, but I think the point of the... It's the shaming that gets her. I don't think it's that you've been said no to. Hmm. I think I think it's the fact that when she's begging her, she doesn't react with compassion. She doesn't scoop her up. She's like, get this woman away from me. So hmm. it's shameful. And that's why I think Mrs. Ganesh is super pissed off. Yeah. I mean, she's... It's, it, as you were saying, Chris, it's one of those moments that uh, really makes you love this movie because there's so many different reads on that. If someone, cause it's the moment Mrs. Ganesh grabs for her that, and she sort of tries to shake her off, but she shakes her off a bit too violently and the whole thing escalates. And you're sort of like, I don't know what I do in that moment. It asks mm-hmm. it okay. asks that question about you. I'm like, if someone like Grab was you. grabbing at me and I, I was just like, no, get off. Yeah. And then, you know, I pushed a bit hard. It, it's yeah. moral, your honour. It's moral questions throughout the film, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? To the point that you, you've literally got someone sitting in a diner looking around, deciding if people deserve to live or die. Yeah. And we're in her shoes having that thought ourselves. Yeah. But um, I'm interested, like, is, is Mrs. Ganush, she's presented as quite a... A disgusting presence. She is. The way she behaves and the way she looks. But we only really see her from Christine's point of view. Is she that bad? 
Good or is this you. the way Christine She's views like her? Too, yeah, yeah at, at, because equally, I think what the film does is here, be, it, because that's all we see, we're disgusted by her. Yeah. And so we become guilty by association, I think, is what this film does. We feel a little bit of what Christine feels because we're going, ugh, the tissue and the teeth <laughs> and all this stuff and the, and the fingernails. Yeah. It's a good point. And also later on when Clay, her boyfriend... He's protected by his... Her face! What's wrong with Clay? Like, like Clayton, yeah, but when she... I don't know, Clay, it's just... Clay. I think it's stupid. So he's protected... Hello. Sorry to any Clay. Yeah. Sorry, Clay. Sorry. Yeah. He's protected by his money, isn't he? Because he says to Christine, what did she expect? You don't pay your mortgage, you lose your house. So mm. that, he's, he's very blunt with his morality no, there. That's from a position of privilege as yeah, well, yeah. Because he's so protected by money that he can have that, you know, mm. he can buy his way out of any trouble. Anyway... So, spooky hanky. Mm. Is, so, this, is this? I've written down. Is this Sam Raimi's American Beauty plastic bag moment? <laughs> I don't love the hanky. I think it's stupid. Um, uh, you know what? I loved it when I saw it in the cinema. It's already the CG's dated so badly. Yeah. It looks. It's. It really takes you out of the movie, and that's yeah. how fucking quickly CG will screw you. Yeah. And also, and he never does CG. It's like, oh, Sam. He said he did it because he'd done Spider Man. He's like, CG's amazing. And, <laughs> and it's probably quicker and cheaper, honestly, than the practical stuff that he was. You know killing himself trying Known to shoot for. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we see the car here don't we though mm. isn't, isn't there the yeah. car yeah, that's his car, yeah. love it <laughs> so they'd have this huge fight and it's interesting because you realise that Mrs Ganesh is real and not not a she's she's presented as a very witch-like figure mm. but she's really an old lady in a car having a fight with a woman mm. which kind of surprised me I thought she'd sort of transform and be magical and supernatural I like the fact that she's having a physical fight for real with this person I love the chin sucking yeah that's the bit that go, that's it's the action in this and the gross-out action in this, I, it's one of those things that gives me a very visceral reaction mm. when I'm watching it on the sofa. I'm literally like... Ugh. Yeah, it's gross. My partner was dipping in and out of this, completely shocked by this scene, couldn't believe what she was watching, didn't know whether to laugh or scream, yeah. which is, I think, what... I mean, I'm laughing. Yeah. I think Sam Raimi wants people like that, though, to stumble into this and not sure how to ta- not be sure how to take it. It is bananas. I mean, she, Mrs. Ganesh, she, I think Mrs. Ganesh has forgotten she's not got her teeth in. She's trying to eat her, but it doesn't work because she's not got her again, teeth in. Again, more food stuff. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You see, it's oh, all yeah. there. It's all there. Uh, but more importantly, this is when the curse comes. So Mrs. Ganesh ticks the button mm. and says, soon it will be you who comes begging to me. Um, so Mrs. Ganesh was offering her a way out. Like, Mrs. Ganesh wasn't actually going to send her to hell. She was foreseeing her hand, so she would have to come back and apologise and beg Mrs. Ganesh to lift the curse. So it was there's a way out if Mrs. Ganesh hadn't died. Oh, I never thought that. I guess so, but it would be in Mrs. Ganesh's hands then. Of course, yeah. yeah. But what she's not doing, she's, she's going, basically, your life is in your hands. Right. You come begging to me, yeah. and I'll lift the curse. No, she's not saying I'll lift the curse. She goes, soon it will be you who comes begging to me. You're mm. still, she, she could be saying you're still going to die, but yeah. you will be begging to me. Yeah, but the option's potentially there for the, the curse to be lifted. I don't think Mrs. Ganesh will lift this curse. I think she is... Do we think it was Mrs. Ganesh that killed the kid at the start as well, or just another person who put the curse? I don't think a floating curse. No, because I don't think Mrs. Ganesh goes around cursing everyone. Like she feels like she's been put in this position where it's her only form of defence, and she's cross. 
I feel I feel like we're giving Mrs. Garnish a little bit of leeway here. <laughs> she literally condemns someone to an eternity in hell. She's just been beaten up and been told, "I beat you, you old bitch." <laughs> yeah, that would push my buttons. There's a lot of knee jerk. I'm an old lady. I'm a really old lady. <laughs> <laughs> you just kicked the shit out of me. You've knocked my teeth out. You've stapled my head. You're trying to kill me. She got in her car and she was looking for a fight. She was bruising for a fight. You put a ruler, ruler. Was it a ruler? I was going to ask you because she's in the scrabbling and it's like yeah. is it a gear stick. What does she ram in her hand? Slammed a ruler in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going down. <laughs> what else have you got in there? There's a protractor, <laughs> compass. Why have you got all trigonometry? Okay, it is a ruler because she's got her little station kit because she's mm. going home to work on her big report, isn't she? There so we go. Yeah. Oh, well done, us. Uh, I think we'll have a short break on that note. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So, Christine, she needs to know what the fuck's going on, so she pays Rom Jazz, the seer, in my quote marks, to tell her what we know, that, yes, she's in deep shit. Fine, it's a quick scene, kind of, let's just get that done. (laughs) Dilip Rao is the actor who plays uh, this character. Uh, Hell of a year... In the space of 12 months, he was in Avatar, yes. Drag Me to Hell, and Inception. <laughs> I mean, that is big. That's good. That is big. Yeah. Yeah, we've not seen much of him since because he's been making Avatar films <laughs> and you tend to disappear when that happens. Oh, is that why? Is yeah. he, he's, he's off in New Zealand in a water he's, tank. He's in a prison in New Zealand. <laughs> James Cameron has so many actors locked up. <laughs> wow. 
So the demon trashes her kitchen. Now, this is what I mean about her going on the journey with her character. The demon trashes her kitchen and she busts her lip, right? And her boyfriend comes to the rescue and is like, oh, you're all right. And she goes, the doctor explained it to me. I've got PTSD, basically, and I'm making it all up. And then I thought she was going to go, I'm being sarcastic. Obviously, that's <laughs> not what happened. But she fully means that she's like i want to believe that's what's going on so she doesn't say oh you've come round and a man doctor's come round and told me it's all in my head she's like okay that's fine is she not trying to convince herself because she can't that's yeah. not what you're saying she's, she's I, basically lying to herself because the the truth yeah I mean, is too terrifying it's either too terrifying or they're gonna cart me away right yes. so she's re-experiencing trauma yes is how they're she just seems very placid at this point i like i like right. it that clay says we're gonna go to a cabin yeah that's just a funny little in joke funny. isn't it it could be better there fella because <laughs> it's funny because when he says we can go to the cabin you're all going no that's a horrible place to go but it's meant to be love it's, maybe that is that a problem because she's so excited about going to the cabin I think a lot of the stuff in the, they're playing a game I think in, in terms of yes that's a positive thing in this film but we as viewers know it's a negative thing yeah. like when Clay is doubting the the, the spiritual man uh, we're not on Clay's side yeah. because he's being a dick and we know she's in trouble whereas in real life I'm Clay yeah. I'm the one saying no this is an imposter yeah. this person is trying to take your money this is a con man mm. and so it's funny the way it's but in the movie's logic Clay's the villain for just calling the guy out yeah that's so true and his relationship with his father is really well written it's like doesn't he call him sir yeah, yeah he does and he shakes little, does he shake his tiny hand tiny little does, things like that yeah, hello like, sir hey champ and he's yeah you don't want to get married to him like, no of he's course got not problems coming of course not although I do love the fact that he's clearly like outwardly to her he's like he's like we're going to sort this out I'm with you baby I got you back and then, like, they, you see cuts of his face, and he's just like, "Fuck's sake!" <laughs> I think he's, I think he's all right. No. I think he's all right. I think he's one of these guys. Your parents mess you up. His parents have messed him up. Yeah, but I think he's probably maybe even more decent than Christine. I like him by the end very yeah, much. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. You go on a journey with him. But the point is, you should like him at the start when he's taking the piss out of this fucking con man. That's true. But we don't because, as I say, we're in movie logic. I like the realism of the fact that he is basically, he's really getting sick of all this shit that's going on. But also, you know, they've established he's a psychologist, yes. isn't he? And so it's also, that's who he, that's who he is, would be questioning these things. Yeah, and you forget how young you can be a professor I in America. <laughs> Yeah, what? he's done so well. <laughs> he's come from privilege. Those people, those people get sorted quicker. They climb the ladder super quick. So, like I say, yeah, is she placid? I don't know. But in a minute, she will get a face full of old ladybugs, and then we'll spray a lot of nose blood. It is very funny. Well, the, around you've this got. Bank. I think the best jump scare in the movie is when Mrs. Ganesh is in bed with her. Yeah. Mm. Um, and the, yeah, the fly going in the nostril. Yeah. It's just good stuff, isn't it? It's good, icky. And funny, as I say, funny though. Being in a huge cinema and hearing people screaming when that's happening, the realization that it's going in the mouth, it's great. It's yeah. like, it's designed for, it's, they, you know, I hate using the word because it's such a cliche, but this is one of those roller coaster movies where you feel like you're going up and down and up and down. Yeah. Have I told you my people swallowing spiders fact? Is this mm-hmm. about people's bones yeah. and it's not a fact? We've fine. literally done arachnophobia, so you've done it on that episode. I, I can't even get away with asking if I've told a story before <laughs> no, without someone having the a point, me. The point of I'm the what? klaxon was to stop you telling the story. What you do now is you do the klaxon so you can tell the story. <laughs> I didn't A, I didn't do the klaxon. Hey, did you just hear that? B, I haven't <laughs> told the story. <laughs> 
Are we okay? We're good. All right. You that know. would never happen to me. A fly could not go in my mouth because I'm like, I'm awake. Where are you, fucker? Like, I'm so good at oh, getting mosquitoes. I could do with you in my bed. <laughs> wow. Wait, what? That needed saying. This conversation went a direction I didn't think. Because there's nothing I can deal with worse than that noise yeah. in the dark. You've got to go full right. predator. <laughs> yeah. You're covered in mud. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait. You never, see, you never see it again when the lights are on. I though. do. I do. I don't know. I've just got a. I've just got a bead on clo- them. Just they cloak themselves. <laughs> They've got a cloaking mechanism. Okay, cling on bird of prey. No, just <laughs> come, come. I just. I've got a hundred percent success rate. It's one of the things I'm most proud of. But you. You would always say that. You wouldn't know if you hadn't got one. I would because I'd have to go back to sleep, and then it would come for yeah, me, and then I would back, know because the come noise out in the dark, is unbearable. <laughs> Oh my god! You is have this to in know. London? Yeah, it is. Because Why have you got so many mosquitoes? No, it is a it's a question. I wonder what the house is built on top of. Sure. Frankly, the garden is very boggy, so I think that's what it is. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Is, I mean, this is going. To, this, it feels like every answer you give leads to more questions. Mm. Yeah. Why is your garden really boggy? Mark, Mark, Mark was telling me at your wedding about how muddy your garden is. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you weren't allowed. I wanted to introduce you to the rabbits, but you weren't allowed out the door. Right, because I was like, you can't track that mud to the house. I can't be bothered with it. So yeah, I probably your- didn't want it on my shoes either. <laughs> but I, I was going to do a wedding. Yeah. Just, just so you know, Chris wasn't going, am I going to get <laughs> yeah. to see the rabbits? I wasn't asking. <laughs> I wanted to give you the tour. You've never been to my house before. I wanted to show you the remaining rabbits. It's funny when the first part of a tour is outside the actual house. <laughs> Let me give you a tour of the house outside. <laughs> In our swamp. I just wanted to see <laughs> the rabbits <laughs> live. I want to see the boxing ring that's what I wanted to see <laughs> oh my god oh yeah so uh, oh we... has there been a fallout no okay. god no that's what the stupid things about family life isn't it like that's all forgotten about even though it was like quite traumatic uh, for, for me as well you didn't need to come and look by the you way you were pissing yourself I thought you were so excited I genuinely this is what should we say what we're talking about so during the wedding uh, <laughs> two of the children had imagine the thunderdome <laughs> <laughs> they had quite a big fight, and that's not very good. So anyway, another child comes to alert me that two of my children are having a bit of a no, fight. I was there. She said, uh, the boys are having a fight, and it's getting quite violent. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I will uh, go. Yeah, she was Alex like, was like, I'll so, check yeah, it. I'll he, check how violent. Alex claps his hands and goes, oh, brilliant, I'll check. And I was like, that's no, not, you're what obviously I said joking. Is, I'm putting £10 on one of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> ha, 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 that's brilliant. <laughs> then I'm trying to deal with it. I see your long, skinny legs on my stairs. I was like, oh, my God, he's come to help me. <laughs> and then I was like, what a stupid thing to think. No. And you just stood up and watched. Yep. I want a nice, clean fight. Shake hands and come out fighting. To report oh. back. <laughs> yeah, You should have got your phone I out. I stood and watched. In my, in my defence, I didn't stay for the whole thing because it was nastier than I imagined. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was It was really brutal. Bad. Yeah, it's one of the worst they've ever had. Really? Yeah, 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 100%. Wow. That's why I was so astonished. Uh. And I couldn't get at them. <laughs> yeah, I saw you try and climb the ladder onto the top bunk. <laughs> yeah, and you were no just like, shoes. <laughs> of wine in one hand, heels on. I was like, this ain't going to end well. She's not going up there. In your wedding dress. (laughs) (laughs) Very Malay. I was so annoyed. I was like, today, not today. Anyway. Anyway, Uh, there we are. That's that story. Yeah, you wanted to drag them to hell, didn't you? I did. I wanted to get one. Anyway. 
Good. So there we are. Elenk. It was right. Elenk. Yep. So we're going to go and see Elenka Ganush. She is not friendly, and she's not friendly because Grandma's dead. And so tells Christine, you deserve everything that's coming to you. It still seems harsh to me. Um, even though Grandma's dead, we're mm. still going to have one more chin-sucking. Covered in, in balming fluid. Yeah. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, right. from inside her mouth. Inter- Does Christine apologise? She topples the corpse at a week. And she's much more concerned with herself. But this is another thing that the people that have got this idea about it not being real is that no one seems to be that bothered that this poor woman has yeah. been toppled out of her coffin. So maybe it's not real. Uh, so back to Ron. So is uh, Elenka basically saying my gran is dead because of, of you? you. Oh, yeah. Right, OK. So the fight must have upset her or injured her so much that she died. Because otherwise... That's interesting. If, yeah. she, if it was actually an injury that was caused during the fight mm. that or killed her. Or her heart gave out. Dead by staples. Different, yeah. different. Like, her heart giving out is one thing, but if it's, like, internal hemorrhaging well, or something... Well, murder, isn't Well, it? exactly. That does change things for <laughs> Christine. Mm. You're like, well, you're a murderer, so go to hell. So, back to Ram. The Lamia is coming. It will take you to hell. Christine needs to sacrifice an animal. <laughs> Basil exposition here, isn't yes. he? There's a lot to be explained but about not, the curse and yeah, the goat. And... Not quite enough, as we will figure out later. <laughs> so, so yeah, blood offering of a small animal. Perfect. I'm thinking, how small can we go? Mm. Yeah. What constitutes an animal? Mosquito. Well, exactly. Squash, exactly. yep. <laughs> get me in there, not a problem. Mm. I was a bit... A sur- gnat. Yes. A flea. One of the bed bugs we have on the tube. Do we, I haven't seen one yet. It's not true. No. People are just posting videos that they filmed in Paris and going, look at this on the oh, northern yeah. line. That reminds me, if you had that thing about the spiders you swallow. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, Chris, it's funny when she said, I'm vegetarian. It's like you grew up on a farm. I thought it would be absolutely no problem for you to kill an animal. What's going on? But then she does kill the kitten. It's so really it's not a problem. Yeah, it's no. absolutely Grabs, grabs knife. Here, mm. kitty, kitty. Mm. They cut her bare the cat as I say I can't believe she's done it but in the unrated version you see the kill what yeah no. you see I don't know if you see the knife plunging in but you see her get covered in blood oh so don't know if we need it though there's enough blood going on in this yeah. film and I like that I just like the cut the cut is funny it is. isn't it it's a shock to the system yeah I could do without I could do without cats dying yeah i, I feel I mean, the same this is the thing i'm that's not good, yeah. i'm a dog person but i extend the same olive branch to I mean, cats well. yeah but sam raby's there to push the envelope sure. isn't he with it in terms of how we feel about this character you say you're on christine's side this is the this could be a turning point for some viewers yeah. i don't know if i can love this character she's killing a cat to save herself and, mm. and because he says like a chicken just go and get a chicken well exactly it's also yeah, not also, your pet it's also <laughs> her cat yeah like it's weird <laughs> Yeah, because I, I do think there's something to be said for maybe killing some uh, an animal that you would eat. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Mm. What's wrong with that? So anyway. so it's, time it's, to- it's literally like me having a chicken in the, in the garden, mm-hmm. going home and going, probably kill Simon. <laughs> probably kill Simon rather than that or chicken. A, or a tadpole. <laughs> and be like, nope, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? A sea me monkey. over a tadpole. Yeah. yeah, you are a bit annoying. <laughs> I get to say that. I you know. are not allowed to say that. Oh, I, was talking okay? about, I was talking about the tadpole. Right, good. <laughs> oh, there's so much today. Okay, so uh, dinner with the in-laws. Christine's weird. She's got this big, horrible-looking cake. Uh, but Yeah, it's not a cake you take. That's a cake you make and eat 
privately at home. <laughs> that is not a cake to gift someone. No, it looks horrendous. It's awful. Harvest cake. Is harvest. it a harvest cake or does she just make that up in the moment? I can't, it's a weird moment where she goes, what kind of cake is yeah. that? And she sort of goes, uh, a harvest cake, which sounds like the kind of thing that you'd use to explain away its, its, uh, its kind of rural, and... its rural look. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a cute... I took it as like, it's a cute way of saying it. We just threw whatever we had yeah. going kind of thing and mm. we made a cake. Uh, yeah, like we said before, she's got this alcoholic mum, so that's brilliant. That breaks the ice. <laughs> I'm trying to look up Harvest Cake. Drag Me to Hell Harvest Cake has come up and it's a cake with a, with an eyeball <laughs> oh, in it. that's brilliant. That is quite good fun. Yeah. Good for Halloween. That's brilliant. Yeah. Should have done that. <laughs> So you start to relax a bit. I mean, not really, because you know what film you're no, in. But this is the most tense scene in the film. Are you kidding? It's me, well, the parents I, on crack. At yeah, no got, point do you not know what's about to happen. I know, but you, you're like, oh, look, stuff's going right, because I see mother-in-law, loved you. What? You're not so much, everything's going to be fine, but it's like everything might be fine for like a second, and then something's going to happen. But also, isn't that like a weird switcheroo, that, that alcoholism becomes the thing they bond over? What a weird, twisted way to... Well, it's, yeah, have them... it's, it's her honesty, isn't it? That's the the thing that the mum really loves. It's the fact. It's not. It's not what it. Well, I guess it is what it is. But it's also about the fact that she's just so upfront and blunt about it, and she yeah. respects that. She's got. It's like her homespunness that this icy mother-in-law is projecting. This rural bumpkin thing. Mm. Actually, she values the honesty that cuts through the social ladder stuff because she's like, well, that was my dad as well, and look where I am, kind of. But thing. I feel so, like immediately she uses it against her by almost. I like to think she's alluding to her son that oh, she's got a drink problem when yeah. when she when she storms out. Oh yes, yeah, she she's got a problem. Yeah. yeah. Also, I just don't. It doesn't ring true for me. I don't think that. The mother doesn't strike me as the kind of person that would do that thing where they go, oh, I really appreciate your honesty. Yeah. Like, she she strikes me as a mother who dines out on, like, social convenes. Yeah. And, mm. and this is, it doesn't ring true for me. It's one of the few moments in this film. But that the, so, I, does he put it in there to make you relax for a minute? Oh, because yeah. why else would you do that? Yeah. So, yeah, she coughs up the fly. <laughs> <laughs> really like hmm. so satisfying though you'd be like oh thank god it's funny because they all immediately put down their forks it's just like <laughs> I'm not eating this yeah. uh, but she's kind of losing it so we've got to find 10 grand we've got to get some proper help so this is where Clay you know comes into his own he pays for it you think he pays for it because he wants all this shit to be over mm-hmm. or he pays for it because he's like I don't believe in this but you believe in this and I believe in you so that works for me kind of thing yeah. Oh, I think it's the fact that she believes in it. And he's like, look, if, if I don't think it's coming from a nice place. It's like, I'll just play the game because 10 grand, 10 grand to me. So yes, I'm going to play true. the game yeah. because it'll tick a box for you. And then hopefully this will be over. Yeah. His main thing is wanting this to be fucking over for the entire film. <laughs> and I don't blame him. No. If someone I loved was going through this, I'd do whatever it took to sort of just move past it, yeah. whether I believed in it or not. It's uh, interesting. I'm going through it. <laughs> I'm going um, through it right all now. All right, I'll give you one of my old coins. Oh, you got some old coins? No, I bet you do. I bet you do. Yeah. yeah so, Are you sure? So in your wheelhouse, <laughs> old coins, old stamps, saucy postcards <laughs> from <Blackpool>. yesteryear. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely me. <laughs> uh, so yes, we are. No, that's what I was going to say. It's interesting that they don't. It's, Probably there's no time for it, but he, Clay, is like, you are being scammed. This man asked you for $60 
And then she goes, oh, but he turned down the money when we go to Ram Jazz's place at first. Mm-hmm. He's a scam artist. They reel you in. They tell you what you want mm-hmm. to hear. They make a few good guesses and then you're on the hook. Yeah. And then she goes, oh, but he was going to turn down the money. But he took it, though, didn't he? But classic, better scam. And he's like, you take, you know, you $60. Oh, OK. Before you know it, you're parting with £10,000. Mm-hmm. That's a scam where you're really mm-hmm. reeled in. Mm-hmm. But because Clay's paid for it, there's no, it's done. When We know that Ram Jazz is not scamming her. And is it a shame that we know so soon that it, this is genuine within the confines of what a seance is kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? I see what you mean. Yeah, you want another beat in there. Yeah, where he's like, where Clay's like, he's asked you for 10 grand, do you not see that this is a bit of a scam? But then that undoes him being a good guy. And also, no meat on the bones. This yeah, is lean. Get it done. Yeah. Yes. Get to the seance, so, which I thought was going to be the climax. I've forgotten this movie. Yeah, so Sean Sandina's house. Just very quickly, uh, you just drifted past uh, Mrs. Ganesh appearing in the shed. Um, uh, she punches oh, her yeah, arm yeah. into her mouth. Yep. Uh, an anvil drops on her head, and her <laughs> eyes fly into Christine's mouth. Ooh, food. <laughs> um, who has an anvil suspended <laughs> from the ceiling in a shed? The Acme Trading Company. <laughs> uh, the mum in the tr- Tom and Jerry cartoon. I feel like this is one Looney Tune too far. Actually, like it got a good reaction amongst all the Sam Raimi people around me in the cinema. But when the cartoon eyes come out of the mouth, yes, I come out the eyes go in the mouth. That might, for me, it might be just one too many. It's of, a good point of these gags. So I read an interview with Alison Lawman, who has retired from acting since this movie. I realised to that. say that she didn't really know what film she was making and when she went to see it for the first time and people were laughing that's when she understood that it was meant to be funny mm. but she didn't really know that when she was doing it <sighs> that's weird it I is mean, weird. it's the evil dead guy doing a new evil dead but she doesn't seem like a doofus so she must mean that she seems mm. like a nice person yeah she married Mark Neville Dean that's right yep. yeah crank cameos in Neville Dean movies yes. and then raising a family raising the family we lost that's... a good actress yeah I think she's good hasn't made a movie since Ghost Rider Part 2 okay. second Ghost Rider movie if oh good go out you might as well go out on Ghost Rider <laughs> part two <laughs> yep. absolutely so quick question Sean Sandina is like you're here I've waited 40 years to confront the Lamia again should she be charging isn't Christine doing her a favour <laughs> <laughs> she's got I mean have you seen her house she's got she's, she's doing got, just fine <laughs> I mean it's on the outside it's a mess <laughs> inside hello it's incredible I could live here I'd love it in there you just like pop a bar over there <laughs> see you in two weeks and I'm pretty sure they just used it in the new Haunted Mansion film because this scene is identical really? they've literally copied and pasted it I really like it I love the goal save me you black hearted I love it when the goat talks. Oh, my God, that goat. It's the best thing in the movie. (laughs) Well, I think... I also think that this is the best... This is my favourite Evil Dead movie because now we are literally in an Evil Dead film. Uh, Mrs. Ganush is the witch from Evil Dead. When the guy gets the gets the spirit gets possessed by the spirit, he becomes a deadite. Yeah. Like, it's it's all there. Yeah. It's But with a plot. Yes. So, yeah, they don't kill the goat. That's the plot. And um, the kitten gets thrown up, which is quite funny. Uh, so this this is just stupid. This is, It's fine because it is knockabout and it is Sam Raimi and it's meant to be funny. Sean Sandina banishes the demon. So you're like, oh, have they won? No, because she's dead on the floor. Ram, sorry to be first aid conscious. He does CPR for six seconds and then he's like, she's gone. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you can one, one, one round of one, staying alive. Yeah, one push. No, she's dead. I mean, try hard. Wait till the paramedics arrive at the very least. But anyway. This is, this is a Sam Raimi movie. There's no fat on it. Yes. <laughs> That's his version of a 10-minute CPR sequence. Yeah. 
But the trouble is, Christine then looks like an idiot because she's like, oh, Sean Sandino waited 40 years and now she's done it. And yeah. he's like, no, obviously. Yeah, it feels like we know this already. Yeah. It feels like he's like just like crossing a T, dotting an I, yeah, but, but it's is... unnecessary. So then she's like, oh, what do you mean? And he's like, well, the thing is what you could do now. Never said before, apologies about that. Just get rid of the button. And she, good for the dialogue that she's like, why didn't you tell me this yeah. before? And he says, well in case you did it which is very patriarchal to be like you can't make that decision for yourself young lady mm. I don't like that one bit but whatever and I think there's stuff on the patriarchy early in the film the way his boss sort of bonds with is it Steve Stu, the villain? Stu. Stu. Yeah. And, and the way she's feeling under pressure that she's, she, she needs to break into this boys club yeah. which I think feeds into her sorry for the pun uh, making that decision with Mrs Ganesh yeah that's the system she's in so she goes to have a coffee to decide who to banish uh, she can't do it she can't even do the envelope it Falling on the floor of the car. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. That's and then, important point. That's so important. And then the switch, but we don't know. The switch. After all, she's. I mean, the the fact that Stu does himself in is just like that's funny. <laughs> it is the, funny. Oh, the what, fact that he the cries fa- or. And, well, the and, fact, then he, and then he, yeah, he, he fucks himself over. No, he doesn't. He goes. But when she speaks to her boss at the end, he says, "Stu came to me and tried to pin it all on you." Yes, but he, and, and that's what that's what that's what sells him out yeah. is the fact that he tried to pin on her. He, he screws himself over by trying to pin it on her. I see. But basically, uh, her not giving Mrs. Ganesh the loan, every, everything that's happened, Stu would have inevitably done himself in, yes. and she wouldn't need to have needed to have done any of this. That's why oh, I think I it's like a really really sick joke yeah. that actually <laughs> everything that you've done, yeah. Is unnecessary. Stu would have done himself in. Oh, I see. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's quite fun. Um, so we're going to go back to Mrs. Ganush. She says, "I'm going to get some <laughs> to the cemetery, uh, which people will recognise from Evil Dead, etc." So uh, uh, this hanky again can't be bothered with that. And then Ram, he's finished his book now, so <laughs> he can tell you. Oh, you can give it to a dead person. Oh, great. You owe me £10,000, you idiot. So annoying. Uh, yeah, the grave digging scene is brilliant because it is a corpse, but it seems like it's alive and all the rest of it. So she has this big fight with the corpse and nearly drowns. But it's a bit, it's very well shot and it's very well lit and it's very well acted, which gets you over the thing where she's going, I make a get, who are you talking to? Who's paying attention? Like the devil, like it's fine, but there are rules, you know, Evil Dead has got rules that you've got to do, you know, incantations and whatever to the person that gave you the curse, but the person's dead. So who is she talking? She's talking to the sky and you are allowed to think, why would that work? But it kind of doesn't matter because it looks really good. So mm. fine. So now, when she says choke on it, bitch, she's talking to Mrs. Ganesh. Yes, yes. Choke on it. I like, I like the sun rising as her resurrection happens as well. <laughs> yeah. That feels very Sam Raimi. Like I feel like I've seen that shot in, in the Evil Dead movies. Yeah, so she's got her promotion and she gets a new coat. And look, her boyfriend's going to pop the question at some point on the cabin sex break. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, you've got a new coat. <laughs> well, I've got this nasty button thing <laughs> that you definitely want. We're like, we've got no money. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So she staggers back. I read some stuff about this that she's so, you know, she doesn't, is it, is she thinking, oh, they'll get, it'll get you because you're holding it. But I think that's nonsense because she's supposed to make a gift of it and she hasn't done, by the rules of this film, she hasn't made a gift of that button. He just happens to be holding it Mm. at the time that Mm. they're dragging to hell. But also, I'd forgotten, when she goes on the train tracks, I'd totally forgotten that she's going to get hit by that train. Unless she gets dragged to hell, Mm. she's dead anyway because the train is going to hit her. So I had a question. If she gets hit by the train and dies, 
does she go to heaven? Was she that close in, with going to heaven? Because once you're dead, yeah. your soul is going to whatever afterlife you believe. And if you were assuming there's a hell in this, then there must be a heaven as well. So was she like two seconds away from actually ascending to heaven? Yeah. And obviously... Unless God's like, you did a bad thing, Christine. <laughs> Down you go. Um, now, also, this is the only time I've thought about this. The poster for this movie is the end of the movie, mm -hmm. but it's still a surprise. Why is, is that? <laughs> it is in Clever. the title. Yeah, the yeah. title. The yeah. title. <laughs> um, but she's even, even in the poster, I thought maybe she's got her old coat on, so it's just illustrative. Mm. Of it. But she's got her blue coat on. It's the final shot yeah. of the film. I guess, I guess we're thinking it's just sort of, uh, what is the word? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sketch of what could happen happen in this yeah. movie rather than I you know so when you got to this scene were you expecting her were you ahead of the film no no okay that's why it's one of the best endings because yeah. it, honestly blind, and, it look, and it looks amazing blind side of me the expression her fear her and you face. get the reaction from him so were he's you, like, this were you really ahead of the film in that you thought that clay was going to die in this scene because that's where i was at i thought Oh, yeah, maybe. I think, I think the film is sort of designed, if you're really paying attention, to make you think you're clever in the film. Right. That you've noticed that, you know, she's, she's probably not picked up the right envelope. Why would there be multiple envelopes? Yeah. We, we know that Clay's got it. Oh, shit, he's been gifted. He's got it now. He's going to die. Yeah. He's been a bit of a dick in the film. He seems like the kind of character that will die rather than our hero. Yeah. And so you're feeling smug sitting there, and then they do the switcheroo on you. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, what, that's, what, that's where I was going. I that's where my head was at. I hope I did think that, because that's clever, but I don't yeah, I definitely thought that <laughs> uh, that's the end of the film then do you want to do the bit no because i just want to quickly say i found two interviews with sam raimi one from the time and one quite recently in the first interview uh he's asked about alison loman playing christine and he said i really wanted the audience to go on a journey of sin with this character uh that's why alison's casting was so important because this is a morally bankrupt character no more recently, with Bloody Disgusting, he says, it's a morality tale. She did nothing wrong, but holy cow, give her a break. <laughs> that's how particular this particular tale ends. Um, so that's Stand quite up funny. For what you believe in, that's Sam. That's quite funny, the journey, <laughs> that Sam, the journey that Sam Raimi's been on with this Just film. care. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Did you um, like it? It's fine. Uh, me say words, you write interview. Yeah. I've got Spider-Man 4 to do. <laughs> <laughs> right, so what was your best scene, Alex? Uh, it's the ending. It's mm. uh, just fantastic. I, th I think we I think both these movies have iconic scenes. Uh, Final Destination, obviously, the plane crash. But yeah, that that ending is just oh, I, it's one of those annoying things that you'll never be able to mm -hmm. see it again for the first time. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Uh, it is not the ending. It is Ooh. the fight in the car. Uh, uh, the way that escalates, the gumming of the mouth, <laughs> um, and I keep saying it. Just the experience of watching that, and I, I think it got a bit of a standing ovation because people knew Sam Raimi was there. But it built and built and built, and it just absolutely delivers. Uh, and yeah, just I'll, I want to get that scene back again for the first time with an audience. Well, mine's the ending um, because of the reaction shot as well from Clay. So he's the the sudden realization that she was right, and also mm. it looks incredible. All of it looks really good. Like some of the CG is a bit dicey, but this isn't. It just I think it looks brilliant. Yeah. What's uh, your most valuable, whatever, Chris? Sam Raimi. <laughs> um, as I said, this is uh, this is I think the best Evil Dead movie. Uh, this is my favourite Sam Raimi movie, and I think it's really upsetting that in you know. He did the Spider-Man movies. He could do whatever he wanted with his next film. He's like, I'm going to go back to my roots. And he did it and he nailed it. 
And then in the 13 years since, he's done Oz the Great and Powerful and Doctor Strange. Woo! I, I, find it, I just find it fucking depressing. Oh. You know? I, I, we could have had 13 years. We could have had seven of these. Yeah. And I, it, it makes me sad. It, it looks like he's sort of edging nearer to horror again. Yeah. Um, I'd love that. Yeah. What about you? Uh, it's the possessed goat. I think it's absolutely fantastic. It's cheeky, isn't it? It's I good. love that goat. Uh, but because it all comes from the mind of Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi. Uh, Alison Lohman. Because I didn't know she was, and she, at first, I was like, I'm not going to gel with this girl at all. She's too blank, mm. and I don't get it. Mm. And then by the end, when she's like, I'm going to get some, you're like, you get some. Like it's, She's just got that good... Final girl energy. I recommend a film called Matchstick Men then. Yes. Uh, Ridley Scott film. Really interesting performance by her. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what would you change, Alex? I don't really have a good one because this Oh my movie... God, mine's amazing. Oh, okay. I'll just say that right now. Oh, good. Yeah, it's That's really good. Nice of you. Uh... I'm, help- yeah, I'm helping. Okay. Because it's a team effort. Uh, yeah, I just think it's such a lean movie. It's really like every scene in it is kind of essential. Uh, so I've got a stupid one. I'd, Go like, I'd like the goat to have its own spin off movie. Yeah. Because it genuinely or is the goat. The goat to do the dance. The, the assisting is like the, the possessed dance yeah, to get that, the goat to do it. That would be great. That's not my change, by the way. Okay. What's yours? Uh, I think Mrs. Ganesh is too much of a monster, the way she's presented, especially with it tying in with her being a gypsy, as she's called in the film. As she's called in the film. It's, it's a pretty, huge problem. It's pretty racist um, uh, with that sort of Romany community, yeah. the way they're presented here. So, you know, uh, either she needs to not be of that community and just make something up yep. or um, have someone say something nice about her so she's not so much of a monster. Or even I thought maybe the comment could be, you know, this woman, she could still be awful, but, you know, this woman, because she's Hungarian. This woman was driven from her home by the Nazis. Yep. She couldn't be bear to bear to be driven from her home again. Yeah. And bang, I think we've got a much a bit more a bit more uh, rich story to her yeah. that that makes it. Oh, she wasn't just this fucking disgusting monster. Yeah, she she was a real person. It's the hardest bit to watch of it, like the casual term of uh, casual use of the term and the sweeping generalizations of this whole community of people. That yes, they can summon curses. Apparently, like yeah. it's a bit much. Anyway. Do you want my change? Yeah, go on. I'm right, excited for this. Got, this mm, is mm, uh, mm. Right, so the accursed object is not a button, right, which right. Clay accidentally withholds in the envelope mix-up, right? It's something of Christine's that can later be repurposed into an engagement ring. So a ring of hers that you can melt down and have restored or a locket that could be melted into a ring, etc., etc., right? Clay wants it because he wants to be able to propose. So, be un- but only, this is the best bit, only because they've grown so much closer during the film and the trials they're going through. So at the beginning of the film when his mum's like she's a bit basic he's like mm, yeah maybe this isn't going to go much further but then because of everything they go through he's like oh my god I love this girl I'm going to marry her so he withholds the accursed object on purpose to be cute and romantic to hide it to make it into the engagement ring and that's what kills her because if they'd not grown closer because of the curse he wouldn't propose but because they did he does and the one good thing she had left is the thing that fucks her it's a good change. It's great. It's so good. Yeah, good really change. good. I'm so pleased with myself. Really good. Let's t- we need to text Sam Raimi. <laughs> I, someone should. <laughs> Mate, director's cut. Reshoots. Yeah. Okay, thank you. That's it. We're out. Okay. I think it's time for the verdict. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! So, let's begin. Uh, you've been talking a lot, Vicky. Let's let yeah. Alex have a go. Alex... 
So I started talking about this uh, when I was talking about my best scene. I think both these movies have one real standout scene uh, that is etched onto your mind forever. The plane crash in Final Destination and the train track ending in Drag Me to Hell. Fighting the cop. <laughs> I, I do think a lot of what hangs around those iconic scenes is... It, it sounds weird, actually. Do you know what? I'm going to take this back because... Drag Me to Hell is so lean that there's no real filler. So I think there is in Final Destination. If it, basically, I've been flip-flopping all week with these two movies, and I think it's quite close. Ultimately, though, because of the spread of deaths throughout Final Destination, you're never, <clears throat> ever going to get bored because there's another death coming up. There's another death coming up. There's another death coming up. Whereas once you know the ending of Drag Me to Hell, you're just waiting to get there. And I was saying to V just before we started recording, I started getting a little impatient because I'm like, I know what happens. So you can never get that first watch back. Whereas I think Final Destination has a certain amount of rewatchability to it. It's a weak verdict for me, but it is my verdict. I'm going with Final Destination as my vote this week. Vicky. So Drag Me to Hell, obviously it's funny and shocking, but the scares are repetitive, throat-based, and some of them happen more than once ramming something down her mouth and I can't forgive I don't care who you are Sam Raimi the momentum of the plot is botched you do not have the final solution the gift of the button that could have come at any time that classic structure screenwriting thing that scene could have happened much earlier makes absolutely no difference it has to be something you've been forced to and it hasn't been built to through action and consequence and I cannot abide that Um, but it's got the end scene which is it's actually more memorable than the plane crash, but the plane crash is so awesome. So then I'm the same as you. I don't really know what to do. Um, but the, the I think the teenage exploration of a deeply existential issue is very entertaining in Final Destination. And it do, I, some of the dialogue's daft about the autumn and the summer and the whatever. But we don't talk about it. We all live like we're not going to die, but we do have a death day, the same we have a birthday, and we never think about it because it's impossible. You'd be paralysed with fear. Not me. But <laughs> yeah, you're, And you're never going to die. Nope. So, no. He's been on the JD. So then, and then the icing on the cake is Tony Todd. So, yeah, final destination, definitely. We have a winner then. Final destination with two votes is our winner this week. Complete the circle. Chris, which way are you going? No contest this week. I like Final Destination. I love Drag Me to Hell. Um, I'll say what I wrote at the end of my review. It's a visceral assault on the senses. will have you gasping for breath as the laughs and scares mount. Raimi directs with the confidence and flair of a genre master while his cast attacks the material with such gusto that it's impossible not to be swept away by the kinetic energy of it all. The result is the most fun I've had in a theatre this year. Turns out it was the most fun I've ever had in a theatre. Couldn't give a fuck about a second watch. Drag Me to Hell is my pick this week. I love the fact you used gusto in a review. I think he uses it quite a lot, if I'm honest. So Drag Me to Hell does get one vote from Chris on the pod, but like I said, our winner is Final Destination. Don't forget, and I think this will be an interesting poll. You can have your say and tell us how right or wrong you think we got it when the listener poll goes up on our Twitter, which is at ClashPod. Right, let's look ahead to next week's October. October is behind us. Those who don't like horror, welcome back. (laughs) We are leaving the horror train for the moment. Who doesn't like horror? Everyone likes horror. So... Uh, reminders of the clue you gave on Monday. It was your slacking in this relationship. The more I've thought about it, the more 
okay, I think that yeah, is. Yeah, it's fine. Great. Okay, well, uh, then remind us, uh, what movies are we doing? Or I, I don't know even which order they came out in. I think I do. Yes, I do, because I've watched one of them and I normally watch them in order. We're going back to the 1990s. Mm. Uh, and we are going to be talking about singles and reality bites. <laughs> so I'm laughing because if you've got reality bites for the first time, I can't wait. Like, <laughs> it's it, now you're just like, what is happening? But brilliant. Great. Yeah. Shall we, shall we dress in 90s clothing? Oh, that's such a good idea. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm going to wear a hat. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Special 90s episode next week. Singles versus reality bites on Clash Pod. <laughs> uh, right then. Uh, do your homework. Part one, singles. That's Monday's episode. Reality Bites on Thursday. Uh, until then, though, have a lovely weekend. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, where we're at ClashPod, or do all three. And uh, do subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Bye-bye for now. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. <laughs>